Hi, my name is Pete. This is Social Distancer, episode 232. Thank you ever so much for your continual support and loyalty to this podcast. Now, big news. We are making Paranormal Blip a podcast in its own right. The first uh, episode, uh, which I'm calling Origin Story, uh, because every tale has a start, doesn't it? Yeah, it needs a start, doesn't it? So that's going to be released on Friday, Friday the 30th of June. And in that uh, episode, I'm going to be talking about what my aims are for the podcast. And essentially, you know, as you know, you probably know this, that, you know, <laughs> after the outro music, I've done uh, maybe sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes uh, 20 minutes on a kind of roundup of paranormal um, events in the news, usually UAP or UFO events uh, for that kind of week. And really, it needs a bit more than, you know, 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to become its own podcast. This episode, therefore, means that there is no paranormal blip after Sigur Ross. And uh, so that's so that's good. So if you want more information about that, as we get to um, the, towards the day where the first episode will drop, which is on Friday the 30th, um, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Paranormal Blip on Twitter. And you will know it is the correct account if you see a photograph of an incredible hot uh, man. <laughs> um, quite a oh, fucking dishy guy. About 25, I can't remember when it was taken, about, about 20, it's of me, right? About 25, it's a long time ago, and I'm floating, was able to float in those days. So I'm floating above a, a street, I'm dressed in quite a kind of strange outfit, a really uh, beautiful silk shirt, a black and white silk shirt that I really love. I don't have it anymore. I haven't had it for years and years. But also on top of that, a garish um, uh, waistcoat, kind of multicoloured waistcoat like Joseph. Now, we've got to get on with the show, though, because it's been a big week for Tory corruption. Tory corruption. Have you ever seen the sunshine? No, not pork. Sunshine. I didn't say pork. I know you've seen pork. Is that sunshine? So this is the day that the human egg deleted his tweet saying that people shouldn't cower uh, in the light of COVID-19. And that went down very well, as you can imagine, with, you know, there's 153,000 people dead in the UK um, based on their death certificates. It's higher than that, actually. And so, you know, you do not expect the Secretary of State for Health to say things like that. Uh, bereavement, um, families, uh, groups and, uh, you know, all kinds of people from across the board have said not a great thing to do. So that human egg deleted his tweet. But it's another example of the lack of any kind of ethics or sense of, you know, doing just kind of nice things, you know, even basic nice things. Uh, from this government that are truly corrupt. Billions have been siphoned off during COVID-19 into the pockets of their friends. 
And this week, the Parliamentary Committee on Ethics has had to sanction five Tory MPs who wrote to the judges involved in the criminal case against this fucking guy, um, Elphick, yeah? Elphick, who uh, has been jailed for sexual assault. And three of them were suspended for one day from Parliament. Doesn't seem to be much of a punishment. And the other two just said, no, don't do it again. Even though the judges, like, you can't, obviously, you can't, as an MP, you can't write to judges because your friend is being done for, like, sexual assault. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. And the judges wrote back saying, well, what the hell are you doing, for Christ's sake? This is clear breach of, you know, the, the rules that separates Parliament from the judiciary. Um, so, you know, one day suspension. Nobody gives a fuck, you know, it's like just back to normal life. It's like the Tories are still 40%, like it's unbelievable, you know. Um, but at the same time, maybe, well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen to those people? They'll probably just live their lives in utter luxury, you know. But let's hope that guy's having a bad time in prison. I mean, really, if you're listening to this in that guy's prison, make sure he has a bad time. Like a really properly bad time. Yeah, I'm not messing around here. I'm talking about make his life hell type bad time. Thanks very much. Do me a favour. I wonder if I've got any listeners in prison. Probably not. Um, so there's that story. That's a juicy one, isn't it? Yeah, horrible. Now, uh, figures for this week. What are we looking at? It's not looking very good, unfortunately, in the United Kingdom. Now, there's a, quite an interesting uh, development that's happened over the last couple of days and Kit Yates over at Independent Sage will say something about that in a minute but essentially if we look at the um, seven days like we've done for the last couple of Sundays the seven days um, average is actually dipped by 13.4% in the last seven days so that's quite interesting. There's lots of kind of speculation as to what, what, why that is. In fact, here's Kit himself to tell you what he thinks. Interestingly, if you look at the right-hand end, we have got very high levels of cases, but over the last few days, they appear to be falling. Uh, and there are various theories about why that might be. So one theory, of course, is that genuinely infections are coming down we, because we've peaked and hit the herd immunity threshold. I don't think actually many people think that that is the case. Certainly SAGE modelers are suggesting that it's um, that's not the case. We'd expect to see cases high throughout August. Um, other possible explanations for this recent fall are people not getting tested because they're on holiday or maybe they're planning to go on holiday so they don't want to get pinged to self-isolate. Um, perhaps the good weather has meant that more people are meeting outdoors rather than indoors. It's feasible. Uh, the Euros is finished, so you can sort of see some of the bumps in the upward trajectory here, which are supposed to be directly related to when England were playing their matches. There may also be a backlog in testing and reporting. We know that we've got high levels of cases and that some labs are struggling to process these cases. So it could be a backlog in reporting or testing. So we will have to wait to see uh, if it resolves in that way. Um, it could be that COVID is being normalised and that people are saying, well, I'm infected, but actually I'm not going to bother getting a test because effectively the messaging is that 
you know, cases don't matter at the moment. That seems to be the, the, the message that we're receiving. And of course, we would, would vehemently disagree with that, especially in today's session when we're going to be talking about long COVID. Um, it might be people being more cautious in the light of rising cases. Uh, it might be universities breaking up. It's too early probably for the effect of schools breaking up in England to have an impact, although we know that Scotland's cases were falling probably because their schools broke up a few weeks ago. Uh, it might be pressure from employees. It could be all sorts of reasons. And I guess what we need to say is that we need to, to look at the data. So that's cases, but deaths have gone up by 57.4% in the last seven days. And patients admitted to hospital have gone up by 26.7% in the last seven days as well, yeah? Now, of course, there is that lag. So if there is a genuine... Um, I mean, obviously, the fear, the big, big fear that I have, and, you know, Kit mentioned it, is that there is, there's been a break now between um, case, positive uh, cases that people have, like, you know, the infection rate in the community, and people actually going to get a test, yeah? Confirmed tests. If the message is going, well, we, are, we know, like, the, you know, don't cower in front of coronavirus is a kind of part of that. Uh, obviously, you went too far there, but that's certainly in line with the government message. <laughs> the government message that is, you know, we've got to live with it, man. It's no big deal. The people that are dying are just fucking old anyway, you know? The people that are dying are just disabled people. They don't give a shit. Like, why what the fuck would you give a shit about a disabled person? Let them fucking die. It's better they die in the summer, for crying out loud. Because in the autumn and in the winter, your NHS is going to be like chock-a-block packed full of stuff. Because it's cold like weather, isn't it? Yeah. So get the old people and the disabled people to die now. That's the message going out. And it's and like if you're not disabled, if you're not old, then you get it. Like you're twenties, you're in your thirties, you don't like sneeze a couple of times, and then that's it. You're fucking over with. Brilliant. In fact, it's good to get COVID nineteen because it will give you a lovely immune boost from COVID nineteen in the future. Right? There's your way to herd immunity. There's your way to go into the fucking cinema and go to the theatre and you know eat new ice cream around your mate's house and all the fucking rest of it. So let's get COVID-19. Also, by the way, take the masks off the kids in the schools. Don't vaccinate the kids in the schools. Uh, let them just fucking do what they like, you know? Like, no signs on anywhere. No social distancing. You're not allowed to wear masks. I mean, thank God some people are saying, like, you know, Transport for London and various other, like, big organisations are saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You do actually need to get a mask if you want to come in here, you know? Um, but the message from government, as you can tell, is, yeah, it's fine. Like, you've got to live with it. And if you're lucky, unlucky enough to get it, you've been vaccinated twice, for Christ's sake. Like, what else do you expect, you know? Do you actually expect that we're going to protect you if you're vulnerable? Fuck that. We've fucking done that. Now you're on your fucking own. And the rest of us just get on with life. So if that's the message that go that's going out, don't be surprised if people think, well, like it said, you know, oh, I've got a bloody holiday coming up in a couple of weeks. I definitely do not want to be self-isolating um, for like 10 days. Like, fuck that, man. I'm not going to get a fucking test. It's just a cold, just to, you know, stay in bed for a couple of days with a headache. It's fucking fine, you know. Don't bother with the PCR test. 
and then I won't get caught by the system. And then I won't actually be on this proper big dilemma of having, well, you know, maybe, oh, I thought it was just um, hay fever or I thought it was just something else. You know, I didn't actually think that I had COVID-19. In the meantime, all those people, potentially, I mean, we don't know, obviously, it's just a possibility that this is happening. But it, but I wouldn't be surprised if, it's, obviously, it's going to be a mix of quite a lot of these things. Obviously, you know, England not playing every Saturday night is, uh, you know, like that, of course, is going to have a big effect, yeah? Um, and, you know, the sun has been out last, uh, we've had a heat wave in Britain, you know, so people have been out a lot more and not around each other's houses like they were or in the pubs, like they were whilst the football has gone on. And there probably is uh, just kind of like localised uh, hold up in the testing centres, you know. But I wouldn't be surprised that if a part of it is this normalisation of, um, of COVID-19, which is quite a chilling Uh, use of that word normalization and we cannot let that happen and it probably is happening you know to a certain degree it probably is happening okay so and we can see now that even with the you know kind of uh the 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 downward trend for the confirmed cases this last couple of days um we can see that the that it's going to be a couple of weeks until we can really judge uh, what what is going on uh, this week based on the number of people that go into hospital and the number of people that die because obviously you can kind of get away with not getting a test but if it's really out there in the community as I suspect it is then uh, you know you can't of course if you you, if you need to go to the hospital you're going to go to the hospital you know what I mean and if you need to die then, then you're going to die, aren't you? Yeah, you are going to die. And locally, it's still rampant. And, uh, you know, so you know what I'm going to say. Wear a mask, social distance, ignore the government, do all of the things that you would expect me to say at this juncture. So Dawn Butler played a blinder the other day, um, calling out Boris Johnson as the liar that he is in Parliament and being sanctioned, being told to leave the, um, you know, the, the wherever it is, the, the chamber. Is it called the chamber? Probably is called the chamber. Yeah. The place where they sit in the, in the Houses of Parliament, uh, the House of Commons. Yeah. That place where they sit with the green benches. Is it called the Chamber? I think it might be called the Chamber. Anyway, Dawn Butler, she's the Labour MP from uh, Brent, Brent Central. And she's brilliant. And here she is. The Prime Minister said we have severed the link between infection and serious disease and death. Not only is this not true, Madam Deputy Speaker, but it is dangerous. And it's dangerous to line the pandemic. And I'm disappointed that the Prime Minister has not come to the House to correct the record and to correct the fact that he has lied to this House and the country over and over again. 
Order. Order. I'm, I'm sure that the, um, the member will um, reflect on um, her words just saying, perhaps correct the record. Madam Deputy Speaker, what would you rather, a weakened leg or a severed leg? You know, at the end of the day, the Prime Minister has lied to this House time and time again. And it's funny that we get in trouble in this place for calling out the lie rather than the person lying. Order, order, order. Order. Can you re please, please reflect on your words and withdraw your remarks? Deputy Speaker, I've reflected on my words, and somebody needs to tell the truth in this House that the Prime Minister has lied. Under the power given me by Standing Order Number 43, I order the member to withdraw immediately from the House for the remainder of the day's sitting. Have you heard the report that says that? Oh, maybe I'll try and find a link for this. So you can actually read it rather than just go for my vague memory of something I read like really quickly about three days ago. But you know me. <laughs> right, so here's the thing. Let me see if I can remember. The, um, the, the kind of effectiveness of the vaccines uh, diminish over time. So after four months, a double dose diminishes uh, quite significantly. Yeah, here we go. I've just linked it up. I'll put a link in the um, uh, the episode description. So Pfizer, uh, the Pfizer vaccine uh, is just 39% effective in a big study that they did in, in Israel where the Delta variant is the dominant strain. So we're now looking at Pfizer versus Delta here. Uh, not to make everything into a Pokemon episode, but, you know, that's what we're looking at. And uh, the two-dose vaccine still works very well in preventing people from getting seriously sick, demonstrating 88% effectiveness against hospitalisation and 91% effectiveness against severe illness, according to that data from Israel. But in terms of actually getting the bloody thing, it's only 39% effective. So that's very different, like hugely different from what's, what we expected and what it has been in other variants. So, you know, what was it, like 80% or something like that? Um, yeah, so that's that's terrible news, you know. If you're living in a country other than the United Kingdom, you probably hear that and you think, oh, well, that's okay because, you know, we've got uh, basic uh, public health safeguards in place like social distancing and mask wearing. We don't have an utter psychopath running the, com the country. So, you know, that's interesting, but at least I've, you know, lucky, if you're lucky enough to have bloody two jabs in your system, at least I've been double jabbed. But this whole thing, I mean, I see it every day, you wouldn't, like, of course I see it every day, you know, but I do see it every day, this kind of lack of um, people understanding the uh, requirements that all of us need to kind of bring to bear on every single situation because of the Delta variant. The Delta variant changes everything and we still need to kind of, you know, assimilate that into our behaviour every time we leave the house and we need to make sure that, you know, and I'm talking to uh, predominantly a kind of British audience, 60% of British 
was like you know people in the UK listening to this so you know it's the start of the summer holidays I get that I fucking get that pal but we've still got to be you know kind of wary and careful and it may be like you know it might be that kit part of that um, roster of reasons why the uh, confirmed cases are falling may well be that people are realizing that delta is a, like at last realizing that delta is you know serious like absolutely severe and it spreads like wildfire it's got a bloody r value of eight you know and that's is mitigated by the fact that we've got about 50 percent of people um vaccinated in uh, britain including um you know that's the whole population including children who aren't vaccinated at all so of course that that uh number does kind of go down because of that but anyway you get the bloody gist be careful and don't let any bastard breathe on you episode 232 thanks for listening have a great weekend if it is the weekend and now we are going to think of the uh, epic being that is the mollusk mollusk one two three walk between the raindrops oh that was a different um pacing wasn't it yes it was yes please do not let any bastard breathe on you wear a mask social distance just don't see anyone for crying out loud you can do everything on the internet these days anyway there's no need social uh, contact is massively overrated massively overrated oh i sounded like that scottish actor with the big nose you know the guy i mean yeah what's his name Anyway, I don't have time for that. Paranormal Blip, Friday, the 30th of July, episode one, origin story. Get yourself on Twitter, at Paranormal Blip. Follow us for all the latest news, and I'll see you later.